Welcome to the School of Faith podcast. This is a podcast from Awakening Church here in the Silicon Valley, where we exist to awaken this generation to new life in Jesus Christ. We are glad you're with us. Well, today on the podcast, we are continuing our Creed Questions series. As we continue to talk through the Apostles' Creed, one of the oldest, most ancient, and beautiful articulations of the Christian faith, we realize when we confess that, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, etc., etc., when we confess that, many questions arise just from the Creed alone. Well, this week, we come to the confession, I believe in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is one of the more debated subjects in the Christian faith. Unfortunately so, because many of the the appeals to the Spirit in the New Testament are appeals to unity, of being of one Spirit, of the Spirit unifying, of Jesus praying that the Spirit would lead us as his disciples to all truth. These are all various New Testament passages that speak to the reality of the power of the Holy Spirit to bring us together. However, for most of Christian history, theology around the Spirit of God has broken us apart. And the question we have today is regarding, I think, a question that's at the center of many of these um, divisions. And that question is this, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Maybe you've heard that before, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never heard it before. I think sometimes in answering this question, we divide ourselves into various camps of who the Holy Spirit is, what does he do, how does he relate with us, and it goes into all these divisions around tongues and spiritual gifts and prophecy and these things that distract us from the unity that I believe Scripture is trying to bring us together. Before I get going, I want to refer you to our sermon on this subject that uh, Ryan preached. Um, It's called A New Community. You can go back and listen to that because that kind of sets up a little of what I'm going to share today about what the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In addition to that, there's kind of two key sources uh, that I've put in the show notes for you to read that I'm kind of cribbing from here. And one is an article by John Piper asking the same question I'm asking today. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And the second is a lecture given by John Mark Comer up in Portland from Bridgetown Church, uh, a a lecture, about an hour and a half lecture on the Holy Spirit. That's much more deep dive into the subject of the baptism of the Holy Spirit than what can be offered on this podcast. But those are some of my uh, main things that I'm pulling from. The last would be a a really large book. I don't necessarily recommend that you pick up because it's very, very big, but um, really important work by Gordon Fee called God's Empowering Presence. Um, If you're looking for more of a, you know, shorter read on the Holy Spirit, I always recommend Forgotten God by Francis Chan. Um, So those are some of the resources that I would point you to. But let's get back to this question. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, why do I think that this is the center of many of our disagreements? Well, it's because the phrase has actually a really long history uh, in the American church. And when I say long history in the American church, that's about 100 years or so. The history is, is too long for this whole podcast, but it essentially derives from John Wesley, who's the founder of the Methodist 
church who taught that there was a second experience uh, upon conversion, that essentially we uh, confess Jesus, and as we confess Jesus, either immediately or uh, a couple days later or a week later, we are then baptized with the Holy Spirit, and that conversion involves uh, the Spirit's power after we confess Jesus. And this kind of moved through church history out of the Methodist movement into uh, a famous movement called the Keswick movement. If you're familiar with authors like Charles Finney or R.A. Torrey, they used baptism of the Holy Spirit to kind of talk about a second experience. And so this is why it has divided us, is that it's divided us to think that the powerful working of God uh, is, is separated. And then we've argued about that separation. But what I want to do today is show you in Scripture that God has communicated um, his activity in our life in a little bit different of a way that I really believe those who come from more of that charismatic side and those that come from more the more conservative side could see the unity of the Holy Spirit. Because as the Keswick movement went on, Uh, It kind of folded into the 1906 Azusa Street Revival, which started to use the term to talk about a confirmation of someone's uh, of someone's, you know, conversion. Essentially, the way you know you are converted is if you are, quote unquote, baptized in the spirit. And then what built off of that was that the only way to be really baptized in the spirit is to display the gifts of the spirit, particularly the miraculous ones, particularly speaking in tongues. And now we are where we are today, kind of divided on this issue where there's some Christians that would say the only way you're saved is if you develop and show certain uh, signs of the spirit. Uh, that's that's not us at Awakening, by the way. We don't we don't believe that you have to speak in tongues in order to confirm your salvation. But do you see how it got twisted over time? Whereas you roll back the tape on this phrase, and truly John Wesley was just talking about an experience at conversion or near conversion that shows your uh, reaction to God's enacting work in your life. And studies have shown there is a massive diversity in the Christian church today about what the word spirit and what the word baptism of the spirit means. This phrase, baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to show you two kind of essential things about it. I'd ask two questions when people kind of ask me about this. Um, The first is, what kind of church told you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit first? Because that shapes how we think of it. Again, maybe you came from either a more conservative background or a non-church background or like myself, a Catholic background. I never heard this phrase until I got into Christian circles. So what kind of church told you about this? And then secondly, are we talking about Luke's meaning of baptism or Paul's? Now, let me show you this. There's two verses that will help us understand the diversity of this phrase, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and also, again, hopefully help us kind of bring together some of the diverse opinions on it. The first passage is 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Uh, Paul, this is Paul's uh, line about the immersion of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Okay, that's Paul. 
for in one spirit we were all baptized. Now, Acts 1.5, Luke, writing the history of the church, he wrote the book of Luke, he wrote the book of Acts. At the very beginning of the book of Acts, Acts 1.5, Jesus says this, For John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, I want to show you the difference here. Both are using the same term. It's the same in the Greek. Um, the word baptism comes from the Greek word immersion. It just means to be immersed. And I want to show you that they are not talking, these authors are not talking about two different quote unquote baptisms of the Holy Spirit, but helping us widen the definition of that term. Okay, first, Paul speaking about conversion. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for in one body we were all baptized. So, and this is what Ryan talked about in his message, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit occurs once. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is given to us at conversion. And as Ryan so uh, eloquently put it, that it uh, seals us. Uh, that's another key term in the New Testament, that the Spirit of God is the seal of our salvation, okay? And so one of the ways this functions, what does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? It does mean that at conversion, you are filled and baptized or immersed in the Holy Spirit. In the same way that you go under the water in water baptism, you go under the life of the Spirit at conversion. In fact, in the same chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, earlier on, Paul says, actually, no one can say the phrase, Jesus is Lord, without the Spirit. You cannot confess Jesus or, you know, let's point to this creed, say, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. You cannot say that phrase and mean it without the Spirit's activity in your life. And so one beautiful part about this passage that Paul would point us to when he says, in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. See, he takes the experiential stress out of the term. Because I think that's what sometimes causes us grief about this term. Oh, do I have to have this like weird transcendental experience with the Holy Spirit where I kind of get caught up into heaven and I speak tongues and it's really dramatic. When some of us maybe didn't have that conversion experience, we think maybe we were not baptized in the Spirit. But Paul would simply say, have you confessed Jesus Christ as Lord? Are you a Christian? Then you have been baptized in the Spirit, sealed in the Spirit's power, and you're walking in his empowerment. So, very frankly, if you are converted, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit because no one can say Jesus is Lord without the Spirit's power. Well, now, what does Luke mean? Because Luke says it a little differently in Acts 1.5, the verse I read earlier, Jesus saying, John baptized you with water. He immersed you in water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Well, hold on. This passage in Acts is actually a callback to Luke 3.16, where John the Baptist himself says, I'm going to baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie, he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now think about this. Jesus is saying to his followers, you will be baptized. But he's saying this to already, quote-unquote, converted followers. These are his disciples. These are the apostles. This is people like Peter, John, 
right? These are, these are the people that walked with him and even saw him transfigured, crucified, resurrected. And he's saying to them, you will be baptized. Well, and again, we have to think, what do we mean by this term? I believe the New Testament means this term to provide us a context for the Christian life, to mean that uh, a seal upon conversion was given and we were immersed in the life of the Spirit. But do we not also live in that immersive life with the Holy Spirit, right? We, in other words, we do not um, receive the Holy Spirit once and then forget about the Holy Spirit. No, we receive the Holy Spirit and are brought into new life in Jesus. And as we walk, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit means both the initial indwelling of the Spirit upon conversion and the supernatural filling we need every day to do the work of Jesus. If you just simply read Luke and you read Paul, you will see that they're constantly telling us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul would put it this way in the book of Ephesians, to uh, not be drunk with wine, but be filled with God's Spirit. Or what about in uh, Luke's writing all through Acts, Acts 2.4, Acts 4.8, Acts 13.52, a common phrase being that the people of God were, quote-unquote, filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you see, the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens once at conversion. But when baptism literally means immersion, as we must understand it, we understand we are constantly immersed in the life of the Holy Spirit. We are to seek God's presence through the reality of the Holy Spirit, not just one time at conversion, but continually through every day of our life. So, may you look back on your conversion and realize you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, sealed in his power. But like anything, if you are baptized, immersed, and then sealed, are you not continually living in that reality to this day? Yeah, it's almost as if God has put us under the beautiful water of the Spirit and is telling us to put the cap on it, to live a life swimming in the Holy Spirit, right? You know, it's the, the initial jumping in the water was your conversion. But to be filled with God's Spirit is something that we walk in every day, is it not? Not something to be taken for granted, but something every day to remember. I have been baptized in the Spirit. Therefore, I will walk filled with the Holy Spirit. So may you go in the power and the might, the filling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We love you guys. 